Hey, this is Latif Mikado, and you're listening to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, where I take some time each night to try and reflect on the freestyle scene, where it is, where it's going, and try to figure out how to sustain it, not just for future generations to enjoy, but also to benefit. So sit back, relax, and let's talk some freestyle. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Latif, and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast. And this is episode 173. Yes, it is June 21st, 2020, around 11 p.m., Father's Day. Uh, to all the fathers out there, whether that's biological or those who have who just stepped up to the plate. I just want to wish you guys, hope you guys had an incredible Father's Day. I hope that the people whose lives you have touched in any way have showed you, told you in somehow, some way, how they feel. I'm not talking about gifts. I'm not talking about a tie. Who have just expressed... And even though they might express it to you on a regular basis, every single day, um, I hope today they made it an extra point to um, express their thoughts. Uh, I had a great day. Mixed, mixed, mixed feelings. Neither my kid, neither one of my kids, were here. I didn't have access to three of my grandchildren. Of course, Santana was here. She bought me a few, a few cool little gifts. Number one, Papa. <laughs> uh, um, and of course, my wife. Um, always goes out of her way to um, to make me feel good. This was um, <sighs> a little more uh, difficult a Father's Day than normal. And for obvious reasons, my brother is not here. And besides my, uh, besides my nephew, maybe Susie's father, um, he was really the only other man that um, I would acknowledge on Father's Day. Uh, have others, you know, friends and family that from a distance, but the ones that I reached out to, I always reach out and acknowledge on a personal basis was uh, my brother was uh, always at the top of the list. So it was um this whole month regarding him is going to be a rough one because it's also his birthday this month so um so yeah but i I made it through um this morning was a little bit uh emotional like it normally is why i don't know maybe i need therapy who knows (laughs) uh but uh it's okay, other than that, I got through it. Um, 
everything else is cool. Um, anyone who follows me on Facebook, I'm sure you probably see my post. You know, Latif has to be a little more dramatic. <laughs> so, anyway, for those who have not seen it, you might want to check it out. Uh, you can see what I wrote. Um, but the catcher, or the kicker, should I say, was the image that I used. I, I never like to post just post, like words. My words are usually, usually, I, I, matter of fact, I don't know if you can ever see a post that's just words. I always put an image there. I always put a picture. Well, the picture that I used today uh, was that of an empty picture frame. That's all it was. Just a picture frame that was blank. And the caption basically was, This frame is of the memories I have of my dad. That was deep. And I think it was deeper when I wrote it, of what I was feeling at that moment when I wrote it than it was when people read it, even though the response was pretty great. I got a lot of people that uh, responded to it. I have I had maybe two, three phone calls based on it and a couple messages, private messages. So uh, I didn't dog him though. Wasn't a dogging. So if you look at it, it was not a negative post. It was just a, an acknowledgement of myself growing up without a dad and believe me let's listen to this I think about it more now than I did when I was a kid I really didn't think about it when I was a kid some instances that um, I try to cover up I try to cover up for him I think I mentioned that to you guys so my mother had a boyfriend right away he was dad my mom didn't like that shit though <laughs> He's telling me, yeah, don't call him dad. He's not your father. And she'll say it right in front of them. And a lot of times the, the man will be like, shit, my mother only had, I don't even remember really, honestly, I think. Really, really one boyfriend. That's it. So, growing up, I want you to think, <laughs> my mother had all these boyfriends. Uh, but, um, I would, um, she would let them know, and they, they, a lot of times, well, it was this one, the one boyfriend. <laughs> like, I got to fine-tune that. She had a couple of dates for some people that were actually pretty active in my life. And he would be like, oh, that's fine. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And then she'll be like, no, no, no. He has a father. Doesn't need to call anybody else dad. <sighs> and it was a little embarrassing for me because it was almost like like for him. Like, wow, you know. Why would you do that to him? You know, the guy was like, okay with me. Maybe he wanted a son, you know. But what it was, was her protecting me. She was her protecting me again. You see, I already had one father who was not there. What she was protecting me is from was that second father also not being there or abandoning me. Whatever, however you want to put it. So... Though I didn't understand it then, I understand it now. And I appreciate her for that. And it, it just shows me how wise she was. Very wise when it came to so many things that I look back now, I'm like, wow, okay, wow. <laughs> um, 
And in this post, I mentioned this before, my father was an alcoholic. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, I saw it when I was a kid, but I didn't associate it with a problem, just that he liked to drink. When I was grown and I saw him as a man and I got to meet up with him at my uncle's house, that's when I saw the alcoholism. I saw how it was reacting, how it was doing, what it was doing to him. And my uncle did everything he can to keep my father sober while we met. My father, however, didn't seem like he really wanted to be there. Like he did and he didn't. Um, I think he was more fascinated with how I look now that I, I'm, a, I'm a man. Tried to talk to him about my son. My son was only about maybe about five years old. Um, he didn't show much interest. I showed him a picture and it was, I wasn't used to that because my mother adored my son. So I was kind of hoping for that as well. I was hoping to see him light up. Even though he didn't have a relationship with me, I thought, well, maybe he can have a relationship with my, with my kids. And that would probably make up for it for me. I think I would be cool with that. But he didn't show interest. I think he was more interest, interested in me than he was of my son. And I can understand that as well. You know, uh, I can understand that. He didn't abandon my son, he abandoned me. Uh, <clears throat> and I remember walking him to the train and we spoke and that was the last time I ever seen him. Ever. And it sucks. It sucks. Listen, we can have all that anger we want, all that animosity, that bitterness, that. But when they're gone, that's it. We get stuck with that. You understand? Like it freezes in time. Now, I am glad, however, that I did walk him. I was peaceful. I never raised my, my mother, I, even, even with him, never raised my voice. Never disrespected him at all. And, uh, and even to our last day, I don't remember if I shook his hand, if I kissed him, hugged him. I don't remember. I don't remember. And um, but I wasn't angry, and that might have been okay for him. So I'm so I'm thankful for that. I didn't go to his funeral though. Did not go to his funeral. He had a brother. Well, he had four brothers. Well, he had three brothers. Those, those four of them all together. Um, 
there was another one that was an alcoholic. That was my uncle George. I think he uh, lived his entire life in the Bronx and died there as well. Um, my uncle Willie, who had moved to Florida, I ended up taking him. Me and Angel ended up taking care of him later on when he got old. We didn't we didn't even know who he is. Um, I, it was an obligation I felt. And we uh, we gave him his the correct, the proper funeral. When he passed, we gave him a good life, loving. Um, I could just imagine what was going through his head, you know. He was my uncle. He wasn't my father. He wasn't obligated for shit. He wasn't obligated to look out for me. It just wasn't. It'd be nice, but he wasn't. But I think at the end of the, the the end of the day, from all the people that he had been around, probably other kids, I don't know. I happened to be the one, the one that he basically. Didn't give a shit about. That's, that's the way I see it. Maybe he, I was wrong, but no. Never looked for me. The one who was like that took took care of him at the end. Made sure he was good. Gave him a ton of love. Made him feel great. And then when he passed, gave him the perfect funeral. The perfect send-off, a military send-off, and even had him, because he passed away in Florida, because I wanted to send him back home. And had him buried with his wife, exactly what he wanted. So I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to do that for him. Regret? Uh... On my father's side, two more. My Uncle Eddie, who I grew close with over the years. Um, he loved me. He had a lot of... Uh, he was proud of me. He was the one that my mother said resembled me the most. I don't think so. I think my father did. But uh, he had a lot of qualities like me. Well, I had a lot of qualities like him. The way we walk. Um certain things and uh, when he, he got older and life was basically at a standstill for him he used to be a bartender it's so crazy so we had basically two alcoholics and one was a bartender that didn't drink the third one was a casual drinker that was Uncle Willie the one that that lived in Florida um, but Eddie uh, loved Angel loved my wife um so did Willie, Uncle Willie. He loved my wife. So those two got to meet uh, my wife. So I'm thankful for that. It's just crazy that my mother never got to meet her, but they did. Real weird, man. Just the way life kind of unfolds. Weirdest shit ever. But um, I had gotten word. I, used to, I stayed in touch with my Uncle Eddie, and, uh, and I got word that he had passed away. And that was hard to swallow. That was hard for it to swallow, but um, I wasn't really in communications with his kids. Actually, I think one of his kids passed away. 
The other one just seemed like she didn't have it together. It seemed like they basically cleaned out his apartment and I guess had him cremated or whatever. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know how to get in touch with her. And I don't know. And I, I, I just don't think I would want to. We did talk and it's just too painful and uh, I wish her well. But she, uh, my uncle who passed, Uncle Eddie, had my father's ashes. Can I remember sitting on his couch and he plopped the entire bag. I didn't know what it was in my la- on my lap. I remember being here, I'm like, what's this? He goes, your father's ashes, and I dropped it. It didn't open to nothing, so it wasn't traumatic like that. It just hit the floor. I was like, oh, shoot. So he was like, um, what do you want to do? Do you, do you want to take them? And I didn't. I didn't take them. I didn't know what to do. I had no idea. It was, you know, how, how do you do that? I haven't had a relationship with my father in all these years. Now you're going to plop his ashes in my lap. Like, <sighs> had he had done that today, yes, I would have took the ashes. And I would have put them in, well, not in the ocean. My mother's in the ocean. There would have been a freaking tidal wave. <laughs> so he would have to have been, uh, I don't know, shit, at the brewery or something. <laughs> Outside the liquor store. I don't know. I don't know. Probably in the woods or something. (sighs) Life, man. Life is... Life is crazy. And the older we get, the crazier it gets because we start to lose more people that are close to us as we get older and shit becomes more and more real and it's preparing us for our own time that we will leave. That's what that does. So when you're a kid, you really don't experience close people dying. You don't. Because you're, you yourself are far from it. Unless it's a tragedy, you know. But normally, you as a child, you're far from from death. So, you really don't meet people who died. It's very rare. It's not common. Yeah, people lose their parents and they lose their siblings and whatever the case may be. But you don't see that. You get an understanding of it by with pets. You lose a pet after like seven years. And it gives you the understanding and as a child, then you start to think, well, what's going to happen when my mother dies? And right away, we're thinking about that. We're going to be kids when they die. And what are we going to do? Oh, my God. And we've all had that cry. I've had that cry decades before my mom passed away. <laughs> I cried. I cried for her. I mourned for her decades before she passed. But um, then as we get older, we start to lose people close to us. Me and my brother, my mother. And it's preparing us for our own mortality. To understand, to be able to face our own mortality. To set us up to know that we're almost next. We're almost next. It's scary and it's not scary at the same time. It's scary because we don't know. We don't, we don't know what's on the other side. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It could be the greatest thing in the whole. It could be we could be our our, our, our 
family who have passed on could be standing there saying, oh, I can't wait till you get over here. Hurry up. <laughs> Come on. You're going to love it here. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. We don't know that. So we're scared to cross over. We don't want to go there yet. But I believe that it is wonderful. And I believe that others will be waiting for us. I do not believe that this is it. Because this being it absolutely makes no sense at all. But anyway. So anyway, back to my post on Facebook. It was basically me acknowledging and forgiving my father and acting as though he's here in spirit and he's trying to talk to me he's trying to tell me I'm sorry you know what I'm saying think about it think about if if you passed on and you can see the other side you can see those who are living and you want to tell them something you want to tell them hey I'm sorry for what I did or just live your life or don't this is not important and you want to tell these things but you can't they can't hear you so what I do is I assume or kind of imagine what they might be telling me and in my father's case that would be I'm sorry son I apologize I was wrong I regret I miss you I love you I love your mother. I miss her. <laughs> so in my mind, I say these things. Or I say them out loud like I'm doing now on the podcast. So that way, just in case he's on the other side, he's listening. And even though he knows I can't hear him, I'm going to answer his questions without his statement, at least. I'm going to acknowledge his statement. I'm going to say, yeah, Dad, I know. I know you... I know you regret this. I know you regret everything. I I know you're you're sorry. I know you wish you would have done this. I know you wish you would have done that. I know. I'm good. I'm okay. I got this. I'll see you soon. Rest in peace. Don't worry about me. I'm good. And that's what that post was about. Me acknowledging the issue and having forgiveness because I do not want regrets ever. And anyone listening to this, I'll tell you right now, you don't want regrets. You don't ever want regrets. Anyway, Alright guys, that's it for tonight. Once again, happy Father's Days. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, stepfathers, uncles, grandfathers, brothers, sons, anyone who played that role as a dad, including the mothers. They are those who have played both roles and have done an incredible job at it. Foster parents. Oh my God. Adoptive parents, teachers, 
mentors, trainers, grandparents. Enjoy this day. Understand that we we know who you are and we acknowledge you and we love you. And until tomorrow, good night, Freestyle. Before I lay me down to sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.